so by divine providence, um, our class got cut off in the middle yesterday. So um, let's go to where we left off. The Rebbe is telling us that humility is not a contradiction to being happy. And not only is it not a contradiction to being happy, but the opposite, that humility is a vessel for happiness. Humility causes happiness. And the opposite, the more you feel yourself, the more you're not going to be happy. Feeling yourself is not a vessel for joy. And not only that, but feeling yourself is reason to be sad. It's funny, right after this class was over yesterday, I was driving La Cienega and I saw a billboard. The billboard said, feel yourself. Being like, wow, the world has the... Uh, <laughs> the world has the exact opposite opinion of uh, it's just telling you the exact exact opposite way of uh, being happy. Anyway, so so why is it that feeling yourself makes you sad? So we we brought a very um, sharp and clear example from the snake. The snake is someone who has all of its parnasa available all the time because the snake gets its parnasa from the earth. So the snake has an endless supply of earth. Um, and yet the snake is, is not a happy creature. Why isn't a snake a happy creature? This, this is obviously analogous to people who have everything that they would possibly want, yet they're not happy. Where does it come from? So the primordial snake, the original snake, the serpent that seduced Adam and Eve, that snake is, is a source of evil. What is the source of evil? In other discourses, the Rebbe uses the words, Ich, I is the source of all evil. Saying, feeling yourself and, and focusing on yourself and, and, and uh, being obsessed with yourself, that's a source of all evil. All evil, what's evil? Evil means that, you're, that you prefer to do what you want as opposed to what God wants. So where does that come from? The more you're into yourself, the more you feel yourself, the less you're interested in what he has to say, and the more that your desires should override his. And so that's the source of all evil. So, so how do they do the sin of the tree of knowledge? What was what the steps? Or it says, say they saw it, it's good, it's desirable. Let's go for it. They saw it and they felt it and they said, ah, this is good. So the serpent is about feeling yourself. Really, before the sin of the tree of knowledge, they didn't have such a sense of feeling that they did after the, the sin of the tree of knowledge. The sin itself brought them to have more of a, a self-awareness. That's why they weren't embarrassed when they had intimacy before the sin of the tree of knowledge. But the serpent is the idea or brought to them some subtle form of feeling themselves, which led them to sin. So the snake has everything it wants. The snake is really um, is the is the richest creature in the world, is everything it wants, and yet it's not happy. Why isn't it happy? Why does feeling yourself make you sad? So it would seem the opposite. Based upon the superficial understanding of happiness, happiness is being very emotional. So the more you feel yourself, the more you feel the good that you have, the happier you should be. So it would seem, based upon a, a rudimentary understanding of what happiness is about, emotion, so the more emotion, the more you feel yourself, the more emotion there is. So if you have, we have you're, you're, you're the snake, you have everything in the world. You have no you have endless supply of, of, your, uh, of, your, of your earth. You can be happy and you should be, you should be very happy. And yet the snake, which is the richest, is the saddest. 
So there's two reasons why, why feeling yourself brings you to sadness. The first reason is like this. Feeling yourself causes you to be mistaken about who you are. When you feel yourself, the previous service says elsewhere, it says in the Sefer Torah, there are three different sizes of letters. There are small letters, average size letters, average sized letters, and there are large letters. And he says a Jew is compared to a Sefer Torah. So when you look at, at another Jew, so you have to see their virtues in big letters and their faults in small letters. You look at yourself you have to see your virtues in small letters and your faults in big letters. When you feel yourself, what happens? First of all, you make a mistake about your own goodness. Make a mistake about who you are, period. You don't know who you are. When you feel yourself and you're into yourself, and that's what your primary feeling is, so you make a mistake about your own goodness, make a mistake about the goodness of your family, make a mistake about the goodness of things that, that, that you do. You think that you are the smartest and you know, and you know everything, you understand everything, and you, um, you, you adorn yourself by your behavior. You say, look at me, wow, what a great guy I am. Look at the carefully thought out things that I'm doing. And you, and you are, you pride yourself in your knowledge. You pride yourself in understanding. You pride yourself in your perspectives. You say, what, you know, the, the Voltan Shang is supposed to have? Just look at me. And even if you don't know Torah, you still, when there's a discussion about Torah, Torah matters, decisions based on Torah, you go in there and you feel cavalier into the conversation with, with, with the arrogance. And that's if you don't know Torah. If you do know Torah and you're the kind of guy who feels himself, what do you do? If you are someone who knows a little bit of Torah, oh, if you just know, know a little bit of Torah, the Rebbe says, There is no limit to your arrogance. Here, If you are someone who knows a little bit of Torah, there is no limit to your arrogance. Elsewhere, the Rebbe explained that Gases Ruach, Gases Ruach means spirits, not Ruach and spirit, and Gases means potty, thick spirit, the insensitive spirit. Elsewhere, says Gases Ruach means that the spirit in you, the spirituality in you, is what makes you arrogant. It's, it's, it's not that you're arrogant despite your spirituality, it's your spirituality which is contributing to your arrogance. So your arrogance is a product of your, of your spirituality. Um, so, Uh, yeah, thank you. So it's not that you're arrogant despite your spirituality, you're arrogant because of it. So if you know a little bit of Torah, what does it have to say? The little bit of Torah, there's going to cause you to have no limit to your arrogance. And you'll speak about your praise and you will demand your glory. You'll talk about your greatness. You'll talk about the amazing character of your family and their virtues and how good they do this and they do that. And whatever you have, you will be under the impression that it is good, not just as good, it is it's the best. Now, this is not what Samech Bechalka means. Doesn't Prakyavis, who is rich, someone who's happy with what they have. This is not Samech Bechalka. Rather, what this is, is a total gross misunderstanding of who you are and your families. The truth is, says the Rebbe, it's a toast government, it's an absolute mistake to look at life this way. Because you also have faults, so do your children, and so do the things that they do. There are stuff there that has that leaves much to be desired. And in other people and in their families, there are good things that are going on. 
The only thing that is going on that is correct is that you a person ain adam A person cannot see fault in themselves. So therefore, on yourself and on your children and all the things that you do, you look with a good eye and you magnify the good. And all faults, even the biggest ones, your self-love covers them. So you are mistaken about your virtues, mistaken about your goodness, you're mistaken about who you are, period. And because of this mistake, here's, here's where the silence comes in. Because of this mistake, you think, I deserve. And as we see, says the Rebbe, there are many people who are God-fearing they act with a sense of reverence for Hashem in a beautiful way. They act with this frumkai. They act with this reverence, both in their own behavior. And that's how they educate their family, right? They're the ones who are who all the right stuff in educating their family. And sometimes they also influence others. And they are, in general, they're, they're for sure a good influence just because of the example that they set on everyone around them. It's great to have good friends. When you have good friends, it causes you to be a different person. So these are people which are good friends. They're, they're, their behavior is an example of the way you're supposed to be externally. And they're like doing it all right. So they for sure are a you know, shining example of the way it's supposed to be. And here's though the, where the sadness comes in. Some of them make a mistake about themselves and they think because of their good behavior, they deserve that God should treat them in a completely different way than he treats others. And they think that they deserve, because of their good behavior, because of their upright behavior, they think that they deserve what they get. And although it is true, it's true that their behavior is good, and sometimes not just it's good, it's high quality, but that's the way it's meant to be. And if it's not that way, that's the deficiency. So the fact that they're behaving in a good way that's not considered a virtue. That's considered, that's just considered milia chasar. Milia chasar means a lack of a fault. It's not, it's not that they're good, there's no fault here. Oh, here's this, this, this is the way it's meant to be. They're behaving the way they're meant to. It's not that they deserve anything special for that, they're just doing what they're supposed to. But they make a mistake about, them, about themselves. And, they, and that, why they make a mistake, the mistake, again, is caused because they feel themselves too much. Whoever feels himself, says that I've makes a mistake about himself. And the mistake they make is that you deserve. I deserve. Because I feel myself, I make a mistake about myself, and I say, I deserve. And because I think I deserve, I'm not happy with what I have. Because who's happy with getting paid? You're happy when you get a gift. Someone gives you a gift. That's, I told you out of the blue, you get happy. But when you show up to work and they give you your paycheck, you're supposed to get your paycheck. You're angry if you don't get your paycheck. You're supposed to get your paycheck. So Hashem is giving you a paycheck. You're like, okay, he owes me this paycheck. I am, I deserve it. A gift is not what you've earned. And a gift is something that you get beyond what you earned. And therefore, you're happy to get a gift. Next page. But when you get paid, you don't get happy. That's what you've earned. Okay, therefore, and therefore, the fact that you feel yourself, and you make a mistake about yourself, about who you are, and you think about yourself as, as, a, great, as a great person, as a tremendous virtues, 
because you think that your character and your goodness and your uprightness is really big and really amazing. And how comes it there? Yiddish's expression, I have a quote here, and how comes it? How comes it is, what's how comes it? Mendel Futterfass. Mendel Futterfass said that his, his father passed away uh, before his bris. That's why his name is Menachem Mendel. Ben Menachem Mendel. In his name, his name was Rabchaim. Rabchaim was a Jew who all day just went out to help people. He was an amazing person. And then at the end of the day, Rabchaim would say, Shema before going to sleep. He'd always cry. So, so Mendel like one what is he sad about? Is he sad that he, you know, he helped this, this, this widow with the rent? Is he sad that he, he fed these orphans? Like, what, what, is he, what is his deep regret he feels when he goes to sleep? See, one time he asked Zayda of Chaim, what is this? So Zayda says, there's an unpleasant fragrance that's coming from all these good deeds. In other words, house means you, you, your opinion is that you are. You know how how tell you means. It gives you rights. It gives you rights, right? How means like like how um, means like once I ask someone about a shidduch, someone needed a shidduch, and I ask someone well, if this if this person is an appropriate match for someone else, and he says a halfun there, I I I'm 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 a big I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this person. So you're asking the wrong person. What I want to tell you is going to be rose colored glasses. Because a halfun there. I, I consider this person to be amazed. So means you're a fan of yourself. You are, you are your, 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 because you're a fan of yourself. So, and you're precious to yourself. So therefore, um, uh, therefore you can, whatever you're doing, that's being amazing. As we see, we're, we're on the third line, uh, fourth, uh, fifth line of 302. We see clearly that when you, if you're someone who helps, if you're a fan of yourself, when you do a favor for someone else, how does that look? Even if you're a good-hearted person, and you do this favor with a good eye, you do this favor like means like 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 with gusto, with enthusiasm, with with with. You, you don't just give the person. You give the person like like more than they ask for. You do this favor like all the way. Like you don't just like uh, give them a ride, but you you uh, bring them a, a bottle of uh, water and, uh, and and a conversation. And you're 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 into you, you make this the most pleasant experience. You, you give it all the way. However, there's there's a fault over here. There's, there's, a, there's an issue. If you feel yourself, maybe a good-hearted, kind-hearted person, he may do the favor with a good eye and with, with an open hand and give a lot. You emphasize that you're doing something for this person. The guy knows that you're doing them a favor. You've said it. You've said it in more ways than, than he can count. The and the It's not because you're stingy. It's not because you are upset about or it was hard for you the amount of money or the amount of resources you dedicated for this favor. The main thing you emphasize is not the amount of money you've spent, it's whether you had to do it. You had to, um, you had to be bothered and to go with your own body and to go do this thing. It's not that you are, are speaking about the amount of, amount of resources you dedicated, it's that just that you had to do it. 
that's what your a person who feels themselves the way they do favors for people is that there is an emphasis on I'm doing you this favor. It's not how much I'm giving you, it's that I'm doing this for you. I am stopping what I'm doing, and I'm doing this for you. So that so, so it, it's the reason why this is the context and the atmosphere of the favor is because you're precious to yourself, precious in your own eyes, because of your you look at your 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 core as, as your character as being amazing. Um so therefore, you emphasize the good that you're doing because you feel yourself. So therefore, you feel I'm doing the same. So you, and that's why, conclusion is, of the first reason why feeling yourself doesn't bring you to happiness. And therefore, you feel that whatever you get, you deserve, and therefore, you, there's no joy. There's no joy whatever you have because whatever you have, you deserve. So the first reason why feeling yourself is a contradiction to being happy is because you, because because you feel that whatever you have, you deserve. So in, in briefly, to just, just recap the, the, the first thing. Because you feel yourself, you look at everything about you and your family and everything that you do with rose-colored glasses, you look at them as, oh, this is amazing things that I'm doing. Not only that, even when you do someone a favor, so although it's not something which is, which, which, which is hard for you, but still there is a, a atmosphere of I'm doing this favor. Look at me. I have, I'm, I'm being my triath. I'm making an effort for the sake. Look at me. I'm, I'm stopping when I'm doing this thing. And um, I'm, I'm confused. Do we have to constantly have a sense of katainti? Yeah. Yes. That's the sentence we have to have. And that's what brings us to happiness. And the, 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 so, there's, so there's two reasons that it says that will make us sad if you feel yourself. Reason number one, you're still, is because Whatever you feel, you I got it. It's mine. I deserve it. Okay, you paid me. Where's the rent? Got the rent? Okay, where's the uh, you look at Hashem? Okay, you, where's this? Where's that? And and whatever's not there, you're like, oh, it's like I deserve this. I'm better than everybody else. How come not giving it to me? That's the first reason. Listen to the second reason. The second I'm reason just why, trying to, I'm still trying to grasp the first one. As yeah. Hashem always says, we gotta put the finger on the rock. We need to do the effort, and then he'll take care of the rest. So is the only subtle difference is us saying we deserve it yes if we just say hey i've put my effort into it i've done my part or is it no you haven't done your part because it hasn't happened and as the missioner says if you try and try and then you succeed then then that's the right way so how, how do how do we hold this together with us putting our effort into it and then seeing hashem's bracha and seeing ah okay there's fruits to the labor it's it's worked so we're not referring to about the effort made in business to make a vessel for God's blessings. We're talking about God's blessings in the first place. I feel that what that I should um, get A, B, and C because I deserve A, B, and C. It's not because of God's kindness. I'm not trusting in God's kindness and saying God is so kind and benevolent, and I'm hoping and praying in them. I'm trusting that God will for sure take care of me. That's how so we're if we if we take out the I deserve aspect of it. I've just, I've done what I needed to. The rest is up to Hashem. If he has kindness, he'll shine his light upon me, whether I deserve it or not, but I've I, done I, what I, I've needed to. Yeah, there, there's a, you're, you're asking a very good question, a very relevant question. Expecting things to be good because of the tachin, because you're trusting in God, is different to expecting things to be good because you deserve it. So there's a, a, a very big difference. You, there, there's the same there's the same kind of expectancy. You expect things to be good. 
But why are you expecting to be good? You expect them to be good because, because you're relying on God, that God's going to help you accomplish what he wants to accomplish in this world. Like in the last member, there was a line that we learned in, in the Satariacha, that says, I may be nothing, but this has to be accomplished. This is what Hashem wants me to do. This is, this is God's desire. That's not entitlement. That's trust. I'm trusting Hashem to get the mission done. I may be nothing, but this is something he wants me to do, and I'm sure he's going to help me do this. Like, um, Think about, I, I told you a story a few years ago. I, think, I bet you remember it because it's a crazy story. This guy, Eric Pesach, he, he, he needs to go buy groceries and he has no money. And his wife, and he already, they already borrowed from Ritam the Canary in town. And they are, and, and, and his wife is like, you just go to the store. You was try, Shem's going to help us. For sure he's going to help us. Why is he going to help us? Because I'm saying, tell him, I never said him before, and go to the store. And he goes to the store and he comes to the cash register. And what does he do now? So he's like, oh, I forgot the kosher Passover licorice. And he runs back to get the kosher Passover licorice. And everyone the students, it's like, you know, it's ever, right before Pesach, there's 20 people in line. And he goes back to the line, oh, I forgot the kosher for Pesach. Um, and, and people started yelling at him. And when they start yelling at him, he just like gets, he just like gets overwhelmed, he starts to cry. And who was yelling at him the most? The guy behind him in the line. And he just like moves his cash, his his card aside, and he just like just like overwhelmed. Imagine it's right before Pesach, and he gets he gets stuck for Pesach, and it's, and he doesn't have it. There's no way to get it, and so he just loses himself. And this guy behind him in the line, he's like, like imagine the guy was going with a shotgun, with a shotgun, crying like this is gonna work, this is gonna work. And then like oh, explodes in his face. And this guy right behind him, like he feels so bad. He's like, you know what? He tells the guy, I feel so bad. Why did this guy here? I want to pay for his groceries. And so he goes home with the groceries, Baruch Hashem, and he's talking to Imagine the kind of, the kind of um, broken spirit this guy is in compared to the guy we're talking about in the Miami. He was expecting it to be good. His wife was expecting it to be good, but there's a sense of total, there's no sense of self there at all. There's total reliance on Hashem. This guy is total reliance on himself. I deserve this. It's going to happen because I, want, because I deserve it to happen. It's a whole different thing. Here, Hashem is our father. And we rely on our father. But the way you rely on a physical father, the way you rely on Hashem is very different. The way you rely on Hashem is with, 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 is, is a loss of sense of self. It's a reliance on Hashem. The way you rely on yourself is, the way you rely on a physical father is, 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 is you, could, you could still be somebody. You could still be, your, your, your existence and presence is not a contradiction to, to, to relying on your dad. But relying on Hashem means that you're letting go of and you're completely... Uh, putting it in his hands. So, yes, you, you both scenarios, you expect the shopping cart to be paid, but in the scenario of discussing this mimer, you're looking in the sky like, you know, this, this is, um, you, you owe this to me. Where, where are you? As opposed to Hashem, you're for sure going to help me. It's a whole different, 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 uh, different feeling. All right, to be continued, after Shabbos, we'll get to, to reason number two, why, um, why, uh, <laughs> Another why humility brings the joy, why the opposite of humility brings the opposite. Good and Shabbos.